Morning, church fam. How's everybody doing? Good to be back. I just ask everybody to rise for the reading of the word this morning. Our first one is out of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. The grace was given, the grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immorality to light through the gospel. Our second reading is out of the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. My goal is that they may be encouraged in the heart and united in love, so that they may have full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And the third and final reading is out of 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden, and that God destined for our glory before time began. So as I just read this out, I just want to encourage everybody knowing that what we seek is what we're going to find. The harder we seek, the more we're going to find it. We want wisdom, we want knowledge, we got to open the word, dig it out, and search for it. The parable of the hidden treasure. If we found money in a field, we're going to go back looking for more, right? We all like money, we all need money, as Bill shared, we sow it into the kingdom. But when we start finding God's knowledge and God's wisdom, we desire it more. Search for it more, I encourage everybody, open the word and search for it. Amen. Thanks, buddy. Did you get a tan? A little bit. Yeah, it looks good, man. Thankfully, I didn't burn. Yeah. Hey, great to see everybody. It's great to be in the in the house of God. Amen. Amen. And it's great to be to have God in our house, right? The Holy Spirit dwelling within us because of what Christ has done. And we are so grateful for the family of God. We're brothers and sisters. Right? We often say nobody messes with family, right? Right. If they mess with family, they get one of these. Amen? Amen. We had a great time uh, yesterday at Michelle Archer's benefit. We thank God for Michelle. We thank God for Rick. And Rick is just going to come and share just a little bit from his heart this morning. So welcome Rick as he comes. All right, this is Sad. Yeah. I first and foremost want to thank everybody on the behalf of my wife and I. Uh, yesterday was a, a long day for her, so she's a little tired, so she's at home resting. Um, the most important thing that I we got from yesterday was the loving care support of our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of you gave uh, graciously without any thought of themselves with donations of baskets and funds and support and help. Uh, it was 
very near and dear and overwhelming to my to me and my wife. Yes. With all your caring support yesterday, uh, between the benefit, the webpage, and I don't know if many of you knew, but we had a, a, a major roof problem with our house, and a contractor actually came in and supported us with uh, supplying the labor for that, so God bless them. Uh, a total of $42,632. So God bless every one of you, and thank you very much from my heart to all of you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that we are bought with a price. We are not our own. Amen? Amen. And that means that our money is not our own. Right? And when God says give, you give. Because the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. It's kind of strange when it comes to giving. Because everything's upside down in the kingdom of God. If you need something, you have to give it away. If you want life, you have to die. If you, know and, and you want to know God, sometimes you have to suffer. So the kingdom of God is, is, is awesome. But it's backwards to what the world tells us it's all about. And we love being backwards, don't we? We love being weird, don't we? We love being crazy for Jesus and uh, just kind of insane for the kingdom of God. Amen? Because uh, if you look out into the world, a lot of crazy stuff going on. And it just tells us that we need to get our eyes off of the world and its systems. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And get our eyes on the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords who one day will break the clouds and see us and greet us face to face. We will know Jesus, whom to know is life eternal. How many know that if you died in this place, now, today, you will see Jesus face to face? Amen? Amen. There is hope beyond this life. Paul says if this life is all that there is, We are most miserable, amen? But we are not most miserable because this life is is just a a, a signpost that says, this is not it, keep going, okay, keep going, because one day we'll see Jesus face to face. The Bible says we are pilgrims, we are aliens, we're strangers in this land, we're just passing through. Hey, see you later, right? As we see Jesus face to face. Some of you are old in this room, and you know that life passes by very, very quickly. And we need to live our life with urgency, and we need to live our life with a passion and a commitment for what's real. And the reality of life is found in the person and work of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, glorification, the sending of the Holy Spirit to reside within us right now. The very Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you. What? Yeah, 
dwells in you. Amen? Isn't that something? Fantastic. So that's why we come and gather as the body of Christ and the family of God. See, when one weeps, the Bible says we all weep. When one has joy, we all have joy. We're here for each other. Stacy and Leo, we're here for you guys. Amen? Amen. How many like a plan? How many of you have ever went on vacation and you worked a plan, right? You had to deal with the hotel, you had to deal with the cruise, you had to deal with stuff, you had to fork out money, you had to put in time, effort, and money, and nobody likes those plans to change. Isn't it true? I remember uh, I was in Long Island dating my wonderful wife. She was in Canada. And we would fly back and forth from LaGuardia Airport to Buffalo. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to LaGuardia Airport. It's unbelievable. If you have to fly into LaGuardia, don't. Okay? (laughs) Um, I think it was two or three times. I'm getting my stuff ready. I'm making a plan to see my love. Wrap my arms around her and embrace her. And kiss her. And that's it. And love her. Amen? We were ready. And I was ready to see her. I was ready to meet her. I had a plan of action. And I was going to see my love. Beautiful, sunshiny day in the middle of the summer. I walk into LaGuardia Airport, ready to go. I was building that web of love that drew her in to my web of love so that I would conquer her and get her. And it worked, thank God. I come to the board, you know, just casually check it. All right, Buffalo, New York, canceled. Canceled. I think everyone in the airport heard my scream, No! No! I'm on my way to see my love. Nobody's stopping me. Except this board that says canceled. We read three scriptures that had the word plan in it. The plan of God is that we would be in fellowship with him. We would have access to him. That we would enjoy his presence. That we would experience his love. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit invited us into this love fest that was going on from eternity past and said, you know what? Come on in. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Enjoy our love. Enjoy who we are for all eternity. And we were like, yeah, this is the plan. And all of a sudden, sin entered the world. And guess what? The plan was canceled. And the world and mankind said, No! I'm left to my own devices. I'm left to my own rule. I'm left being separated from my love. I'm left separated from gazing into the eyes of my God and my Lord. I'm separated. Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden. Separated from the God they knew and they loved and they appreciated. And the Bible says they walked in the garden and they had fellowship and Adam and Eve knew God 
saw God, experienced God, and all of a sudden, sin canceled it. And they were separated from God to experience what they never, never knew before, and that is death. And immediately, the decay of death began to erupt in their bodies. You didn't believe that? See, they wanted to know what God knew. They wanted to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They wanted to have all the information about what God knew. They wanted to have all the know-how of what God knew. They thought God was holding out on them. And they turned their back on God. And they found out that the human heart does not have the capacity to know what God knows about good and evil. And all of a sudden, they felt the evil of death. We live with death around us all the time. And I personally am getting sick of it. Jesus came to overcome death. And give us resurrection life. My body is decomposing. Wrong word. That would be if I was dead. My body is decaying. My body is getting older. I have wrinkles. I have gray hair. That I've had since my late 20s. But anyways. The Bible says that. The glory that is to be ours has no compare to these light, momentary afflictions. Jesus came to cancel the cancellation of sin, death, shame, and condemnation. And he came with the original plan, because God knew what would happen. And the message here today is stick to the plan. And the plan is repentance of your sin and of your wrongdoing and faith in Jesus Christ and in the blood that was shed in his broken body and that he cares for you and that he loves you and that he once again wants you in his presence. I often think, and I'll talk to God about it when I see him face to face. I'm going to ask him this question. How did you feel when Adam and Eve sinned and they were separated from your love? Because God is love. That's who he is. And our sin breaks the heart of God. See, sometimes we look at sin through our own self-centeredness, right? We look at our sin on how our sin hurts us, how our sin has caused all these problems, How our sin has done this and has done that and has done this. We never understand how it hurts the heart of God because God loves you. And like a heavenly father, he wants the best for you. And he would die for you. And guess what? He did. This is the power of the gospel. That while we are living, we have overcome death. Because death... There's a finality to death, isn't it? 
Edith and Bob have lost a friend. Their friend is gone. Jackie and Mike and Gail has lost a friend. He is gone. Jesus came to overcome death and tell you that death has not won. There is victory in the resurrection power and life of Jesus Christ. See, we live with the living symptoms of death. Fear, anxiety, loneliness, sorrow, sense of abandonment, the sense of no security in this world, the sense that we have no stability, we have no friends, we're alone, we're isolated. All the symptoms of death we live with on a daily basis. And Jesus said, I'm not only going to save you from your final death, I'm going to be a part of your life to overcome the living symptoms of death in your heart and in your life right now. Right now. Amen? And he does it by sending you his presence. See, Adam and Eve wanted to find out about everything that God knew. They wanted to maybe have a list. Do you ever have a boss that give you these random, vague instructions? And you're like, what, are you th- what am I supposed to do? Just tell me what I'm supposed to do, right? And then he tells you and he gives you a list. You think you've done everything on the list. You didn't do it. You didn't follow the list. You blew it. I'm sorry. Okay. See, the law is we love to follow lists because we can check it off. We can feel good. I've been to church. Liars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's terrible. It's your Bible every day. How many of you pray? How many of you do this? How many of you, guess what? When we don't do something on the list, guess what happens? Because we did not fulfill our self-righteousness and it hurts us. It hurts The list is to make sure that no individual could follow. 300 negative, 200 positive. Can you imagine waking up every day? All right? Crazy. The Bible says that the law and revealed to us who Jesus Christ is. Because guess what? You did not obey the list. You did not follow the rules and regulations. Thus and therefore, the great. <laughs> Jesus comes in and says, you know what? I'm going to sting my presence. And the law of the spirit of life and regulations and religious rules and everything that we, we feel like we have to do, everything that we, we strive and we muster out of our self-righteousness to win the favor. Because he loves you even when you fail. He loves you even when you're weak. Right? The song. Yeah. I love you just the way you are. That's all I know. It's a great song. Yeah? Loves you just the way you are. Do you understand that? Set the list down. And exchange it now. There's two spiritual disciplines that we have to partake in. First spiritual discipline that we do, Bible reading, prayer, 
fasting, give, leads us, and it doesn't, and faith towards God. If you, and you feel good about yourself, don't. Because it's not leading you to outcomes. Don't feel good about yourself reading the Word of God. Feel good about the fact that... Romans chapter 8. This is a beautiful, beautiful... And the law of love sets you free. Can you imagine a list of things that she has to do for me to love her? You probably would never see me again, huh? <laughs> Fold my laundry. Do everything that you're already doing. Back rub. Can you imagine if we did that? But we're telling us, if you do this, if you do that, if you do that, if you do that, then I'll love you. And she wins me over by her love. And that's exactly what God does. Because in answer to every problem and concern in your heart right now, He gives Holiness is not about... It's about who you know and what Jesus has done for you. A little bit after we read Romans chapter 8, because I've led you there, didn't I? Okay, so right if we lead, read 11 verses... Okay, here we go. So now there is no condemnation for those who believe. Means that there's nobody testifying against you. Nobody. Everybody went home from the courthouse. The courthouse is locked. You're free to go. Okay. Condemnation is gone. And there is no condemnation. And read you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was this, man. You know, we just couldn't do it. And when we failed the list, we got... The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature, so God did what we have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us. I just read. God did what the law could not do. He declared an end to sin's control over us by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. If you want to know about the horrors of evil... You don't have to look at what's happened. You look to the cross. That was the most horrific evil that was ever of God. Suffered, bled, and died for you. And the penalty was paid. And the courthouse is empty. Jesus comes up and says, Bro, what, what are you doing here? You're free. He did this so that the who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sin think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. And what? Peace. peace. Everybody say peace again. Peace. peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. English that I'm going to use right now, but it's the, most, it's the most worst thing that you could ever do. You'll be miserable. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. You're trying, God, why do I feel this hostility to God and this enmity? Because your sin never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never, ever... You need a new heart. And you need a new mind. And that comes. It says that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. 
but he has quickened us of his spirit. But you, you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit of Christ living in them. Do not belong to him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though you're because you have been made right with God, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, from the dead lives in you. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit, life of God. Do you feel that no matter what comes your way, what adversity or suffering, and that once again, he has won you over. He has stuck to What a beautiful, beautiful thing. He will die because of sin. The Spirit gives your life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God, brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. In our sinful nature... We had an obligation to live out that, that sin and live out that, that uh, shame and that guilt. We don't live in sin anymore. You can choose the power of God. Uh, flip over to Galatians. And let's read 7. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the... Isn't that a funny thing? What's really strange is when you plant tomatoes... I'm just saying... Even if you, you really, really wanted oranges, to make your own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But though you reap what you sow. That means that you pander to it. You pamper it. You treat it like a pet. Right? You snuggle with the pet. And sometimes the sins of our fleshly nature become our dearest friends. Put those dearest friends to death. We don't like putting our dearest... My precious. My precious. Right? That most entangles you this morning. What is your change project? What's God working on? And I know what I'm talking about because lately... Our stupid dog's been doing what I'm talking about. When it comes to pampering the little pet, get this thing out of here! <laughs> yeah. I would! <laughs> things that we pander to and we pamper, isn't it true? Now listen, I'm pl- and a known pedophile comes and says, Hi, how you doing? I'm going to play with you. Go right ahead. That's what we do. With things of our sinful nature and the pride of life to come in subtly and destroy us. Destroy from your life. Jesus always has an answer for the of the enemy. I don't know why I'm doing this right now, but I am. Sowing. There's a little saying that goes like this. If you sow a thought, sow into an attitude, you reap a habit. And see, here's the, here's the thing about the gospel. Lots of us are stuck in the wrong destiny. Gone over to the dark side. It's not our destiny. You know why? Because it's not the plan. Repentance and faith. Repentance and faith. Repentance and faith. And we simply place our rule and our care in the hands of Jesus. Gospel message. And we have to do that every day involve yourself in that, that activity you can play around with those thoughts 
maybe love towards somebody, or maybe that judging somebody, maybe that's somebody that calls you up all the time and wants you to, because I bled and died for you. You can't help this person. God desires for His very glory within you. Not so that you can look in the mirror and say, I'm so cool. And reach a lost and dying world. And give 586% way. Do we really realize our life? And you. The other way, it's nudge. It's no good. Okay? That's yourself. We're living in joy land. Amen? Realizing that our life and our all the wealth of His grace given to us to a lost and dying world. And then we get to see Him. And He tells us, You did good. Thou good and faithful servant. Enjoy eternity with He calls us friends. Isn't that nice? Friends. How many like that old TV show, Friends? I'm not talking about that. I'm glad today. You're not in the plan. Alright? All we have to do is say, I accept it. Repentance is turning. And I'm lost. And I'm broken. And I need to be found. And I need to... He always was. He is. And he will always be. The plan, dying, broken world. And people say to you, you are, all right? You've been sowing to the flesh, sowing to the world, sowing to the devil. That he did for you so that you can be released this morning and walk in newness of life. That is the gospel. Stick to the plan. Don't pray and minister and you're self-centered. Maybe you have never accepted Christ. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're hurt. Let go. And let God. He fought for you. And he won the Find him in triumphal procession. As the commander in chief. The general. We are victorious. We won the battle. Amen. And we're ready. It's 1130. You're not going anywhere. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Listen to this. The Bible's living and active. It does two things for us. It reveals our sin. We need to turn from our sin and see the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Get to know Him. And stick to the plan of surrendering your heart and your life to Jesus in your heart and in your life today. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you today. But since time began... That we would know you, that we would, we would be in your and live out our life by lists and check off the lists and feel good about ourselves and feel terrible about ourselves when we fail, whether we're insufficient. The Bible says that in our weakness, you are our strength. So God, make us all weak. Make us all weak today to realize the strength of God. Pilgrims and aliens walking through this land. To one day, final and full and rich glory of God in the face of Jesus. I ask for each one in this room to surrender. Surrender their heart, sinful nature. But cultivate the Spirit of God in our heart. 
And every time you say for us to be something, we'll be it. And every time that you say the Spirit of God within us, and we'll feel the pleasure and the favor, pray. Amen. Amen and amen.